Welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast, the place to learn field-tested, no BS tactics to growth hack your online business, and finally, live life on your own terms. Now, your host, Gael and Mark. Hey guys, welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast. In this episode, Mark and I are going to be talking about our failed websites, the ones that we have been building before we actually were successful at creating websites. By the way, how's it going, Mark? Pretty good, yeah. So, you ready to talk about all your failures? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. This brings back some memories, actually. I think that was fun, actually. I kind of like, I'm happy I failed quite a few times. But before we actually get started, I just wanted to say that this week there is going to be not one, but three episodes of the podcast coming on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, if nothing goes wrong on our side. And that is actually to celebrate the relaunch of Authority Hacker Pro that is opening next week on September 12th. So if you are interested in checking out our training, we have over 200 training videos now in Authority Hacker Pro, live webinars, we have copy-paste templates, basically everything you need to build a pretty successful authority site, and we'll show you some case studies later. But that is opening back on September 12th, so if that's what you want, check it out and watch out for our email. Now, let's get started with the, um, with the websites. Do you want to start with your first failed website, or should I go? I'll go first. So okay. I want to say my first ever serious website that I intended at least to run as a business was, this was back in 2008, and it was... The, the URL, I'll post it in the show notes on authorityhacker.com slash fail, which I thought was an appropriate URL for this podcast, but it was epc.co.uk. So I don't know if anyone remembers, but like netbooks back when that was a thing, these like small laptops that were actually affordable and kind of introduced, I guess, laptops to, to a, a more mass market user. They were like a few hundred bucks each. And when they first came out, Asus had the had the sort of monopoly on them with this this EPC. So I made this site. Actually, I copied someone else, like who had a very similar site. I had just sort of learned the basics of affiliate marketing, and I straight up copied someone's site. I was this was like I wasn't even using WordPress back then. This was Dreamweaver, so like really getting into the HTML and and all that stuff. So, I mean, mistake number one was just copying someone else. It, I, I think that's a terrible idea. And you and Perrin, I know, did a podcast on that very recently. Yep. It's never going to be as good. And uh, I think it's trying to strive and create value is like a very important thing. The second point was I, I literally had zero clue about organic traffic. I didn't even know what SEO was back then, let alone how to do it effectively. So, and I thought that all... So how did you think you'd make money? Well, I thought that to make money in affiliate marketing, you would basically set up a site, buy traffic on Google Ads, and then make commission when people bought. Which From Amazon? Uh, well, it, it was through various affiliate programs. I remember one of them was like Office, Euro Office or something, a trade doubler. So there were like small PCs, a few hundred dollars. So the commission rates were somewhat reasonable, but I was still hemorrhaging about 50% of everything I invested. So buying traffic straight away, Although it taught me a little bit, it, you know, it was just a quick way to lose a lot of money. And I didn't really have very much money back then, so probably wasn't the best idea. 
And so when that failed, I gave up. As many people do, and I'm sure many people listening to this are familiar with that concept of you you try something, it doesn't work the first time around, uh, so you give up and don't try and pivot, which is what I did. I didn't know anyone who else who was doing internet marketing, affiliate marketing. I had no one to ask how to do this. And I had a job at the time, so I just sort of let that get in the way and didn't really take it too seriously and gave up at that point. So that was my first site. <laughs> okay. That's almost as good as mine, actually. So that, that one is funny, actually. So the site was dieselbell.org. Now, the reason, like, you know, obviously that was at the time when exact match domains counted for SEO. So I was like, oh, there's, I think there was like 3,000 searches per month for like diesel belts. And I was like, oh, that's perfect. Like, it's like people want to buy belts for their for their jeans, right? They want to, they just like it. This is a great brand. And I'm just going to be able to Amazon affiliate. That was in 2010, by the way. Little did I know that Diesel Belt also is a part of a diesel engine. <laughs> so to start with, <laughs> like something like two thirds of the traffic was unqualified. I actually ended up ranking number two for that keyword. And that was at the time where we were gray hats. And essentially I was working in that agency back then. And uh, I used a tool called Unique Article Wizard for the people that did SEO back then that used to be, you know, basically like a, a giant blog network. You'd submit like once per article. It would post the same article hundreds of times all around the internet on shitty blogs and link back to your site. And, and, uh, and you know. it worked though back then. Oh, yeah, it did work. I ended up number two, right? So actually that site, that site was making like 30 bucks a month or something still. So, uh, you know, I would count it as a complete failure. But if you really think about it, I mean, first of all, I didn't get to understand, like, I didn't really understand keyword research really well, and I didn't really read, I didn't even Google the keyword, I think, when I actually started that website. And by the way, the site was like a one-pager, was just like looking like an e-commerce, but then you click and you get redirected to Amazon. And I think I put some content at the bottom to try to rank. So first of all, yeah, I didn't understand keyword research and I failed at actually targeting a good keyword. Second, because of the branding, there was zero way to grow past like, I, you know, I think there was a few sub keywords like leather, diesel belt, etc. that I could probably target. Never did really well. And third of all, after six months, because we did gray hat, the site got completely de-indexed and got, was gone from Google. So... That was that was one of my first when I uh, first got a job and first got into SEO. Did it make any money? Yeah, so, like it was making like thirty dollars a month or something. Okay. It's like, yeah, but but you know, it's like. How much did you spend on it? <laughs> yeah, you know, I bought the theme for like forty bucks, and then I paid the hosting, and then I, like, I paid the tool and the article. So really, basically, I broke even. All right. So my next one was. It wasn't too bad. It was, uh, I think, a big, quite a big step up from my first one. It was neverflyeconomy.com, which okay. if you go to that right now, so, uh, the domain dropped ages ago. Someone else has taken it over. But basically, it was a blog, and this is my first WordPress site. It was a blog about like travel hacking and frequent flyer miles and all that kind of stuff. Back in 2009, it was really like so much easier to do that kind of stuff. And anyone, even... Your relative newbie could get free first class flights really easily. It still can in certain certain situations now, but it was really it was quite a good thing back then. And still it was, it was my first WordPress site, so I was kind of discovering that. I, I had 
a basic knowledge of how the internet works and and how affiliate marketing works. I'd never been successful up until even including this, but I basically spent a solid month doing nothing else. I didn't go out. I didn't, I was working seven days a week, just building this site and getting it going. The problem was I spent, I'd say 75% of that time focusing on all the wrong things. I spent so much time working with a professional designer to get it designed and looking great. And I kept going back and forth, just really wasting time and money, tweaking little things here and there, moving this a few pixels to the left or to the right. Just really, I was far too sort of perfectionist in it. So I focused on that. I got a few pieces of content up and going. I started looking into this SEO link building thing, but it was quite difficult and quite hard. So I guess naturally I, I, I didn't really have anything to follow or anywhere to really know what was the right thing to do. And it's quite difficult to get feedback you know, in terms of rankings and stuff from, from that mm. action quickly. So instead, I, I built an info product, spent, I don't know, like three or four weeks doing literally nothing else but writing a 70 odd page ebook which the information was was all right but i had no audience almost no traffic i didn't know how to make a sales page i didn't follow up i didn't do that i, I wasn't even collecting emails at this point so i mean totally total waste of time at that point and as i said i was trying to learn seo but it was just i think i was i was doing those uh like forum profile links Back then, oh yeah, there was. I was already running. No, I was not running X Rumor back then, but I did at some point. I mean, I didn't even touch any of the uh, oh, software man. stuff. I it looked too sort of scammy for me. <laughs> X Rumor, you would actually do the settings in a text file, you know, <laughs> then you just read that text file. That's how you would do it. I was spending a lot of time on uh, this internet marketing forum, the Warrior Forum, at that time, trying to understand and, and learn this stuff, but. I'm pretty sure that almost nobody on that site was actually making any money whatsoever. And it seemed to just be people who were selling the concept of making money online to other people without actually doing it themselves or being able to show examples of them doing it. Everyone was hiding their sites, so no one would copy them. All this didn't change that much, actually. But yeah, <laughs> I, I haven't I haven't checked it out for for years. But yeah, that was kind of my conundrum there. And again, I just I was never sure if I was doing the right thing, whether I was wasting my time. And as it turned out, I, I was. And then two and a half, three months later, when it wasn't really working out, I, I mean, I still kept it going for a little while, but I stopped working on it completely and uh, just sort of let it drop, as uh, as I'm sure many people will have done in that such a situation. Didn't it pick up in SEO traffic at some point, though? Slightly, yeah, without me doing anything to it. And then I think it was like a year and a half later, ended up getting a few articles. And once I learned about all this gray hat SEO, started building some links to it. And I just ended up sticking a bunch of AdSense on there. It was making about, ended up making about a hundred bucks a month. But so, so you're telling me the guy that bought it has a bunch of terrible links pointing to his oh, site right now. Yeah. Yeah. It was a terrible <laughs> site, site to buy. I mean, it was spammed a lot. All right. That's good. Well, we're just going to publicly apologize and use that podcast for that then. <laughs> that that was our learning, Will. 
Okay, that's cool. The next one, I'm going to talk about two more, actually, which I started around the same time, actually. The first one was like terrible branding to start with called frugallegions.com. Basically, the idea was to make a frugal lifestyle, like save money blog. And like frugal legions was like a mix of frugal and intelligence, but it sounds horrible. <laughs> I've always wondered what that was, actually. I have no idea up until right now. Now you know. <laughs> and so, yeah, the idea was to, uh, you know, like basically what a lot do what a lot of like mommy bloggers do, you know, except I'm not an American mommy blogger, quite the opposite. And so, first of all, I mean, they don't make a lot of money. Second of all, I started with no follow through. We were running the agency back then already. I was quite busy. And so I, you know, I didn't have the discipline to kind of like follow on to posting regularly, et cetera. And that was already the idea of the authority side, et cetera, just unable to execute it properly. I think there's this common theme that I guess you and I both suffered from back then. It was like getting incredibly motivated, getting the site up, sorting the theme, getting the basic sort of setup done, but then lacking in any sort of yeah. measurable follow-through. Follow I, I just found content to be really expensive back then as well. Mostly because we hadn't had an experience of sites making lots of money that we own. Yeah. And, uh, and so like now I see it as an investment. I'm like, okay. And also I know how to make money from that content. But the two things were, first of all, I didn't have that positive reinforcement of the experience of like actually making that content profitable. And the second one is that, yeah, it's like I just wasn't able to, to really follow through. And I didn't have a money, money strategy. You know, I was just like writing guides and hoping for the best and not really like trying to build a Facebook page, but didn't really want to invest in likes because I felt it was too expensive as well. Trying to do everything with like zero money, which, um, you know, looking back now, and that's one thing I recommend to a lot of people who start is like pick one monetization strategy pick one traffic source and actually make money from that before you, you know, get somewhere else. Like you should definitely claim your Facebook page, you should claim definitely like claim your brand around, but it doesn't mean you have to use it a lot. I mean, like I know that we can get traffic on authority hacker from Pinterest, for example, and we have a profile there with like a couple of hundred followers that we got from a giveaway actually. But like, I just don't have time to grow that right now. It's like, I'd rather like nail the podcast, nail the blogging, nail the reviews better or Authority Hacker Pro as well than, you know, trying to add that to my plate. So trying, I think the mistake was trying to do everything at the same time with almost, with no money to outsource essentially. Like we, we, I did outsource content, but I think I was paying like $40 per article and I found like, you know, after 20 articles, I was like, well, it's just costing money. I just don't see the money coming in. And then I just dropped it. Yep. So that is what happened to that site. It didn't make any money. I mean, it's just the traffic never really took off. And uh, I'm going to talk about another one. I, well, I actually, I... I actually have one more. I just remember. Oh, okay. I, it's not so in the notes. It was actually like four or five sites I tried to start at the same time, which is good idea. never a good <laughs> idea. But this was back. I think it was like 2011. 10 or 11 something like that when uh, micro sim cards were first coming out and i was doing some quote unquote keyword research and saw you know all this traffic for uh for micro sim card adapters so apparently a lot of people were, were looking for it you know hundreds of thousands of people so i bought the site bought a word bought the domain bought a wordpress theme start made a super thin affiliate site with some amazon links 
and did some gray hat SEO to it. And then always as well, right? Then then you told me that that was a broad match I was searching for, not exact match, and you know that included everyone who was searching for the words. That doesn't exist anymore, by the way. We need to explain the difference because that is not in the queue tool anymore. The broad versus exact, actually. Yeah. So broad match used to be showing the search volume. You type micro SIM card adapter, I guess, or micro SIM card. I don't know what keyword you looked for. Yeah. It would give the volume that every keyword that has these words inside in whatever order has. So it would just add them up, right? Whereas exact match would give you exactly the search volume of that one keyword, which is how the keyword tool works right now. So back then, a lot of people didn't understand these different matches and made huge mistakes in keyword research. And I was one of them. <laughs> yeah. So what happened? So basically, the rather than a few hundred thousand people searching for these terms every month. It was more like a few hundred. And they were like two, three, four dollars each. It's just a little bit plastic, essentially. <laughs> so yeah, you can imagine that didn't really go very well. I think I probably made about a hundred dollars on it, which is definitely less than I spent. But uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, even learn it, no? Yeah, cool. The last one I have. Actually, I just well, actually want to add that was actually the point. We were running the agency at the time and giving other yeah. people advice about keyword research and stuff. And I, I, yeah, I still can't believe I made such a rookie mistake then. I mean, I'll be honest, like, it's pretty frequent in agencies. Like, I mean, not just us, but I've seen people never check the backlink profile of clients for the first six months working with them, you know? So, whatever. But, like, yeah, so it was a different skill set, to be honest. To run an agency and provide a very specific service versus building a business from scratch, it was a very different one, actually. Yep. Anyway, the, the last one I want to talk about was actually the ancestor of authority hacker that never took off, that probably very few people heard about. <laughs> it was like in 2013. And the reason I got started is because inbound.org started to be around. Uh, if you don't know it, inbound.org is a little bit like Reddit, but it, it was started by like Ren Fishkin and the guys from Hotspot. And now it was very SEO-oriented, whereas now it's, it's kind of like online sales in general and Hotspot world type stuff. It's a little bit less our thing. But... Back then, it was very, very easy to essentially game the system, be number one in Band.org, and get a thousand visits to your new content that you just published in that industry. And I was like, well, you know, I've been doing online marketing for like, back then it was like, it was like early 2013. So it was like, like four, four and a half years, four years that I have been doing SEO like as a specialty. And so, yeah, I was like, oh, I'm just going to post random content about online marketing and just use that to grow an audience. Well, first of all, I had I'd started blogging, but like my blog posts were like 600 words, and honestly, nothing new. Like it, it didn't bring anything new to the table. It was just like a worse version of the most blog. And so, while I was able to trick the traffic to come to my page, all I had to do is like some kind of catchy headline, and that kind of stuff. Well, the audience was really not that impressed. Uh, we're definitely doing a much better job now on Atari Hacker, it seems. I remember uh, back at that time as well, it, like it, us looking at it, and it was it was like, wow, that's really impressive. You got a thousand visitors to I know. this day, or <laughs> five thousand, you know, over the last month. That's like a, a really big deal. 
But then at the end of the day, it was like zero dollars, you know? Oh, yeah. This site never made any money. I even got an interview, a written interview with Ren Fishkin back then. That was like the highlight of, of that site, essentially. Same thing, you know, like, especially because I was like, oh, he's tied in band.org. So if I get him on an interview, then I can just get even more people that voted. Probably can stay there for two days, make us a lot of traffic. So I did that. But the thing is, like, first of all, I was not able to really impress people. Like, people were not like, oh, this guy seems to know what he's doing, which I, I probably did, but I was a horrible writer. I'm like, I'm not saying I'm great now, but I'm better. <laughs> and second of all, I didn't have any plan to retain the audience, right? So once the inbound or wave kind of like faded out, which it did, uh, you can still get traffic from there, but it's, it's definitely not what it used to be. I literally had nothing left. And I had this content that wasn't exceptional against very, very strong domains. I mean, uh, you're talking search engine downloads, search engine land. Uh, inbound, inbound.org itself sometimes was outranking us for our own articles, uh, just the submission. So, yeah, it's just like because we didn't retain people back then, which I think if we understood more things like opt-in pop-ups and current grades and that kind of stuff back then, we could definitely have made some money with that fit marketing when new products launched, etc. But anyway, that was like kind of like my first try at, at sharing my online marketing knowledge, which also was like much earlier than Atari Hacker. I think I learned a lot in the last two years in the agency. And and more importantly, like I learned a lot from running our own sites, like actually doing our own authority sites. That's when I got a lot more creative and you know came up with more original stuff. So that's why I think Authority Hacker was a much bigger hit than the site was called trafficTow.com actually back then. Uh, it was a horrible Fiverr logo, I remember as well. <laughs> so yeah, that was a site that that was the a site that made me no money as well. So like Traffic Tower made me no money, Fugal Legends made me no money. Digital belts probably made me like, you know, thirty dollars a month for six months and then just got completely de indexed and like never came back. So yeah, we failed a lot. <laughs> I think we're done with that podcast, actually. So, guys, that was a short one, but just know that in 48 hours, you should get the next episode of the podcast. And the next episode should be about actually seven reasons why you are probably not making as much money as you should be making from your website and, you know, probably giving you ideas on, on things that you should be doing better. And the third episode is going to be about, like, actually how to fix these issues and earn more from your existing websites. If you have a little site around that's laying around, etc., you might be able to actually make more money, maybe transform it into an authority site if it fits the bill, but that should be helping you quite a bit. So tune in for the episode coming on Wednesday. And remember, this whole uh, podcast series is all about the relaunch of Authority Hacker Pro. Uh, we're relaunching on September 12th. So thanks for tuning in. And I guess we'll see you guys in two days. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Authority Hacker Podcast. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to rate us on iTunes and send us a screenshot on authorityhacker.com slash bonus to claim your free premium Authority Hacker training.